Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Up, down, girl, we're back She's been living in her uptown world We're back they never had a hack streak. He that doesn't sound like Billy Joel at all when he sings that. Uptown girl, she's been living in her white dress. No white bread world. Whatever. I bet she never had a backstreet guy. I bet her mama never told her why. I'm gonna try. Like, it doesn't sound anything like Billy Joel in that song. Have you ever seen the music video for that? I think I have. It's pretty it's really dumb. <laughs> it's goofy. Like there, he's a backstreet guy, so he's like working in an auto shop. Yep. And on the isn't there a bunch of there's auto a bunch shop of guys, guys? There's a bunch of guys, and they have like wrenches, and they're doing a dance. And they're, yep. And they're, they're taking the wrenches in the air, and they're like cranking it's them back so, and forth with the beat. It's so it's goofy. So it's, but that song's great. I love it. Yeah, Mitchell. it's a it's a great song. Um, I recently watched Oliver and Company. <laughs> Uh, is, is that a it's cartoon? the cartoon um, Disney version of Oliver and uh, Twist? Oliver Twist. Oh, really? Where the cat is Oliver and the dogs are the um, orphan boys. <laughs> um, but Artful Dodger is voiced by Billy Joel. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> he has one like original song in there. Well, I don't know if he wrote it, but he sings it. It's, it's, it's pretty good. That's funny. Anyways, um, welcome back to American Brews and Tunes. Yeah, uh, this is episode number back. 92. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse... Titus. If you guys, or as I would say, if yins listened in last week. Yeah, if yous listened in. Um, you'll know what we're going to review this week. If not, let's get a little Crash Course Refresher. Yeah. Refresher. Um, Jesse has recommended the album Immunity, or as the um, South Africans would say, Diplomatic Immunity. <laughs> um, but only that one guy from Lethal Weapon. Yeah. yeah Lethal yeah. Weapon 2. Yeah, Lethal I Weapon 2. I do not know which one it's from. It's the second one, because Joe okay. Pesci was in that one. Okay. Uh, great movie. I haven't seen it in a while. Watch it again. I have, I think all... F- was there four? Are there five? I don't know. I have four of them on DVD. Hmm. Um, it was a, like one of those Who collections. Mel Danny G- Glover and... and Mel uh, Gibson, Mel right? Gibson, yeah. Yeah. Good old buddy cops. Jeez. Um, those buddy cop movies are ridiculous. But they're great. They they're, nice. they're cheesy. They're, it's a good... It's a pretty good movie genre. It is. They they kind of play themselves out, but they're always fun to watch. Yeah, and it's like if you know beforehand that it's a buddy cop movie, you already know what to expect. Yeah, and then you just enjoy it. Yeah, and then you just have a good time. And then Joe Pesci shows up, and you're like, "What are you doing here, <laughs> Joe Pesci?" <laughs> oh man, uh, man. But anyway. yeah, um, Claro's album "Immunity." That's what yeah. I'll be reviewing today. But before we get to that, we've got a fun beer. Yes, um, we do. Something that's unfamiliar to both Jesse and I. Yeah, we've never had this beer before. Slash, we've never had a beer from this brewery. Yeah, it's called Narrow Gauge Brewing Company from Florissant, Florissant Missouri. I don't. I think that's yeah. where it's from. Um, the beer is called OJ Run. It's an Imperial IPA. Um, and I got this from our our one of our um, favorite local tap rooms, bottle shops, whatever you want to call it. Actually, it is a tap room bottle. Tap shop. room bottle shop. Yeah. Um, they got a. 
I, I can't remember why. I think Southern Grist is having their fourth anniversary this weekend. It's a ticketed event, unfortunately. Otherwise, oh. I would have gone. It was expensive. Yeah. Um, and a lot of breweries I think they collabed with may have brought some stuff in. Oh, okay. So maybe that's, that's why this cool. year. I don't know. I'm looking at the can right now, and it says that it was canned on the 10th of February. So that's we're getting... 2020. Yes. Yeah, so we're getting that's some fresh. fresh We're getting some IPA. fresh OJ. What is this, like two weeks old right now? Give or take two, Give or, or, take, two or three. Two or three. Yeah, so that's pretty fresh. I'm excited about this. Nice. Um, there's not too much description about this. No, on Untapped it just says Imperial IPA, dry hopped with a Citra, Galaxy, and Amarillo. Yeah, it, it should be good. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack it while you talk about what you think. And you can what I think about what about the artwork. Oh, oh yeah, it looks like it's a. Uh, it looks to be a hand drawn piece of artwork. Um, and basically it's like an orange with some of the peel peeled away and there are hops inside the orange. It looks pretty cool. Oh, those are hops. I didn't notice that at first. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was like rotting orange. (laughs) No. Yeah. They're playing on the whole like a fresh OJ or OJ run. Like, Hey, get an orange with some hops in it. And that's his beer. So maybe it's going to be like citrusy and uh, as well as dry hop. So it's definitely going to have a nice hop presence. So we'll see. It, it, uh, Got a nice head on here, nice white foamy head. Oh, it smells kind of weird though. Yeah, it's. I was almost gonna say dank, but now I don't think it's dank anymore. No, it smells you... fresh. It's an odd. It's not like the, a super potent smell. No, I, it's. I, I'm uh, having a hard time describing it. Let me let me get one more sniff and yeah, try to yeah, find yeah, the too. right word for it. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. <laughs> you know those beers that are dank. And they're dank in like a strange way, where it almost feels, where it almost smells like an old dish, like an old wash rag. I guess an old dish rag. Is that what you think from this? Kind of a little bit. It's like it smells kind of weird. It smells kind of bad, but in like a good way. Yeah, like it's not your typical uh, IPA where it smells like, oh man, smell those hops. Like you can really smell the hops on this. You can really smell like the sweet citrus. This is kind of like, hmm, it smells kind of dry and kind of weird. But I'm I'm really curious. Um, color wise, though, when you're looking at it, definitely hazy. Um, cannot see it at all through it. Yep. Um, looks, I mean, standard hazy IPA. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited to try this. Same. You want to give it the old, uh, good old college try? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes. Down the college try hatch. Oh, interesting. It was hmm. uh, it was a journey of flavors. I, I feel like it changed throughout that entire sip. I'm still going through the journey. It starts off really... It started off kind of funky. <clears throat> yeah, kind of like a little bit funky, a little bit dank, but then it got like really... And then I got like... You know when you have those IPAs that are really malty? Yeah. I got a touch of that maltiness for about a second, and then the hops came in and the maltiness kind of went away. Yeah. And then it was like a lingering bitter, but had a nice sweetness to it. Yeah. There's definitely almost... that citrusy flavor they're going for, like that sweet, kind of OJ, like definitely like that sweet orange juice. Oh, yeah, kind flavor. of, yeah. Um, but it really had a lot of different it's funky flavor. It, it changed flavors a lot of times. It's almost. This you're... beer's changing flavors. <laughs> <laughs> Let me describe it to you this way it's as if the symphony opens, uh huh. And the first notes are played by the oboe and bassoon. Kind of strange, kind of weird to start off with oboe and bassoon, but hasn't it's, it's been done before though, so it's not that weird. And then the conductor picks up his baton 
and cues the uh, cellos and the double bass and those crescendo. Crescendo. And when they reach a peak of a fortissimo, then the violins and the violas come in. Oh my gosh. And then it's a great sounding piece of music. <laughs> And then there's a theremin for some reason. Because <laughs> theremins make the world um, go round. I like I, this. I like this beer. It's nice. It's, it's different. A lot different. I wonder if this is like on point with what their flavor would be like. Yeah, it's definitely not like your typical... Uh, this is a double IPA, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely not your typical double IPA. Yeah, like it's kind double. of sweet and the hops are almost slightly subdued, but not, not at the same time. It's really nice. Yeah, upon my second sip, I still get that exact same flavor change exact same wave of flavors that's that's pretty fun it's i like this i'm gonna have to go to missouri and try and find more of this breweries like more of their beer i like this it's good um anyways if the beer changes while it warms up we'll let you know otherwise let's uh let's get some clarity on claro all right i'm like jesse said earlier this came out in 2019 um this is claro's debut full length um her actual name is claire cottrell yep i'm kind of like Steve-O, his real name is Steven. Yep. <laughs> um, so she's Claro. Um, she's a singer-songwriter from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Um, she got a lot of her notoriety, like her recognition, from posting a song called Pretty Girl on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you ever listened to it? No, I have not. Check it out sometime. It's goofy. Is it goofy? <laughs> um, yeah. It's the very um, kind of cheap production like funny sounds like you just gotta listen to it and okay. see it's a funny video because she you can tell it's homemade yeah um but a, a lot of people liked it um and it got her enough popularity to get noticed and get a record deal wow there you go um now she did have connections to the record label through her father which caused some controversy oh really because um, she's a big proponent of diy do it yourself whatever yeah that mentality so people question that um, some people claim that there was nepotism, mm. um, and some people said that she was an industry plant, like Billie Eilish is facing right now. Oh, right. Okay. Um, personally, I don't care. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm just telling you the, what I, what I've discovered in my research. Yeah. Isn't that the way it always goes though? It's like, oh, it's kind of like with, the, with like the Sex Pistols, right? Like they were, <laughs> they were made by like the record made label. By the record label. Some people say that, some people say no, but yeah, I, I've like, heard that plenty of times. At the end times. of the day, like who cares? There yeah. was still a fun band like a yeah. good band i don't care how you make it if you have a if your dad has a connection with a, a record label somehow good for you that's take advantage of it go for bully it for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness but yeah bully stick for you yeah. <laughs> um but as long as you're sincere go for it good yeah. for you claro yeah for sure um this album was produced by the former vampire weekend member Ra- rostam batman gleege <laughs> I am butchering that name, and I apologize. Right, I forgot uh, about it's that. Bat- yeah. Batman Gleesh. I have no idea. Um, For those of you who know that vampire, we can remember. You know who it you is. know it. Apologies because I'm I'm fairly positive I mispronounced his last name. Uh, I do believe the first name is Rostam. Um, yeah, he was. Um, I think he was a founding member of Vampire Weekend and was yeah. with them for the first three was records. He, was he the one who left? Yes, before the fourth one. Yeah, he did. It, I think he wrote and produced a couple songs with them, but then yeah. left um, okay. early on in the process. Yep. Um, I think the Vampire Weekend influence is apparent on this album. You yeah. can hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get to that later. 
Okay. Um, and I told this to Jesse earlier, but she's, I think she's about 21, but if you look at her, she looks like she's 12. <laughs> uh, it's the opposite of Billie Eilish, someone pointed out online, and when I thought about it, I was like, well, She looks like true. a 30-year-old like like or something? Billie Eilish looks like she's in her late 20s, but I think she's like 18. Yeah, I believe she is 18. I think it's because of all the weird makeup and hair color and her long fingernails that creep me and out. And her baggy pants that she wears, baggy clothes she wears. Yeah, <laughs> super baggy. Um, but you like, you like, is Clara in middle school? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> She's in major school. <laughs> major school. Uh, anyways, let's dive into this album, shall we? Yes. Track by track. The first song is called Ale Wife. Ale Wife. Um, this is named after a train station in Massachusetts. Yep. Um, it's a very good introduction to her soft um, vocal style, chill vibe music. Yeah, kind of um, soft, reserved. Yeah, very um, chill music in general. And that's what you're going to get for the majority on this album. Yeah. Um, very light percussion on here. Some some guitars and pianos, I think. Um, songs about her having a tough time in the eighth grade in particular. Mm-hmm. And I, she doesn't come out and say it, but I'm fairly positive she was contemplating suicide and a friend helped her through it. Yeah, it seems like, like called like her friend showed up to the house or something. Yeah, and based on knocked the lyrics, in the door. Yeah, based on the lyrics, it seems like that could be what it's about. Yeah, so a friend helped her. Is what it seems like. Yeah, um, good intro to her sound. If yeah. you don't know what she sounds like, now you do. Yeah, <laughs> um, let's move on to track number two, which is my first recommendation. The song's okay. called "Impossible." Um, this is the first song that made me think of Vampire Weekend. Okay, yeah, um, for sure, I could see that. Um, it's because it's got that touch of neoclassical. Um, yeah, genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got yep. that. It's either a harpsichord or a weirdly processed piano that, that comes in doing those scaly movements. Yep. Um, and that in particular reminded me of the song "Step" by Vampire Weekend. Yeah. Um, a lot of which Rostam was in the band during that at the time. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's also some synths in this one and a couple other songs that definitely sound like Vampire Weekend. Yeah, I could see that. It definitely is that kind of classic. Uh, I guess you couldn't say classic Vampire Weekend, but it is that. Like, sound and i looked up his, sound, his yeah. producing credits and this is the only one i could find that he produced so hmm. i mean if you have been re- like writing and recording with one band and you do this one style you're gonna take yeah. it in with the next one it's not a bad thing by any means i'm just saying i noticed it yeah i'm sure yeah. it carried over a little bit yeah and for sure it, i'm sure it, it helped her music a, a lot and brought some new perspective for her yeah um aside from the vampire weekend influence it's a very catchy song um not my favorite of the recommendations I'm going to do, but it's it's a very good song. Yeah. Um, very memorable. And I know we're not the same anymore. Mm. I just everything. And it's got that it's got that passing chord. Do do do. Yeah. That I really like. The first time I heard it, I was like, ooh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> ooh. Um, but it's it's very very kind of cool. Um, the song sounds to me like she's talking to an ex or a very good friend who had a falling out, and she's not really trying to fix things, but just kind of wondering. I think like yeah. contemplating like about all of it. Yeah. Moving on to track number three, this song is called "Closer to You." Closer to you. I think this is the biggest wild card. Okay. On the record. Um, I don't know if you would agree with me or not, um, but if you remember, this song starts with a very electronic drum beat, yeah, um, a synth, all kinds of hullabaloo, um, and then when her vocals come in, yeah, heavily auto tuned, yes, um, and they're they're very heavily auto tuned to the chorus when they they're more natural sounding, mm. um, and I I can't remember specifically, but um, I think on Genius 
she, she and if you go on Genius Alert, Genius, she's got a ton of like the ones where she went in there herself and said what things meant. Oh, really? And I think wow. this is supposed to be her talking through a wall, and then during the course, she's talking face to face. Interesting. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's it's an interesting choice. Yeah. Very very different production and arrangements on this one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think she's trying to like pursue a bad relationship or something in this song. Mm. It's hard hard to tell, um, but it's a very different sounding song in my opinion. Yeah. Not bad though. Moving on to track number four, which is called North. North. Um, this starts off with a, a drum beat. And before anything else comes in, it reminds me of the song Soon by My Bloody Valentine. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I can see You can kind of see it. I heard That's it. funny. Every time like it, the drums would come in, I expected that guitar part to come in, but it never did. And her song saw her song started and it didn't sound anything like my bloody yeah. valentine afterwards oh i know i know exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. yeah that same type of drum beat i yes. can definitely hear that that's funny um but you know just because of the beat nothing else really remind me yeah um anyways the chorus is very catchy um claro has said that this song is about having a romantic relationship while being on tour and how it's mm-hmm. tough uh with the coming and going um, and I'm glad she pointed that out because if she hadn't said that, I would have no idea. <laughs> I, I feel like it's not super clear in the actual message of the song itself. Yeah. Um, after she says that in the context, you can go back and, and kind of get some of that. Kind of pick the lyrics apart and see that. Hmm. Interesting. But with just like the lyrics based on themselves, I don't get it. Yeah. Anyways, on to track number five, which is my second recommendation. Um, the song is called Bags. Bags, yeah. And this was released before the album came out as the first single. Um, did really well. People liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I really like that song. It's yeah. very good. Um, when I listened to this record the first time, it wasn't my favorite record. That, that's typically what happens to me when I listen to things for the first time. Yeah. Um, this was one of the f- like the songs I liked the most upon my first listen. So okay, this yeah. this one stuck out to me for some reason. I don't yeah. know why. Just it it did. Um, it's got that kind of like driving drum beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I read that it was from. Um, Danielle Haim from the band Haim. Oh, really? And some okay. of the Haim, one of the Haim girls sang vocal melodies on the newest Vampire Weekend record. Yes. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, this song is about sitting on a couch with somebody you like as more than friends and not yeah. knowing how they feel. Um, and Claro's um, point more specifically, uh, it's about sitting with a girl which adds more layers of difficulty. So she's like sitting across from a girl, not even knowing that this girl is into girls. So yeah. she's got this, yeah, all kind of things to, to think about and uh, figure out. Yes. So more layers of difficulty. Um, it's a really catchy song. Yeah, very, uh-huh. very good song. Simple drums, um, simple melody, but it's very memorable. Yeah. I've got nothing bad to say about it. The drums kind of change throughout the verse. I don't know if you you paid close attention, but it almost sounds like like it's a little bit more compressed for half of the verse, and then it opens up. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The second I can half, see what you're saying. and then in the chorus goes like a double time, a double time on the hi hat. But they made some interesting choices to kind of break it up. So yeah, it's fun to kind of add a little bit of variety yeah. to the song. Um, moving on to track number six, which is called "Softly." Softly. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things I really like about this song is that. During the verses, the the vocals are centered. Like I'm, I'm sure they're doubled, but they're all in the center. Yeah. And as soon as you get through the chorus, if you're listening to this like the really good stereo speakers in your car or on some headphones, I'd recommend headphones because it's the best way to hear it. Yeah. 
they the vocals pan real hard mm-hmm. uh, to the left and the right, um, and they're still doubled, so it's not like they're singing harmonies. But it's just really cool to hear the the difference between the the verse and the chorus, how they right. did that production. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, it's just a really cool sound. That's that's what I liked out of that one. Um, this is a love song, but more specifically about loving girls in general. It's not like like about one person. Yeah, just about loving girls. Um, moving on to track number seven, which is my last recommendation. The song is called Sophia. Sophia. I think this is probably the catchiest song on the album. Yeah, it's my a very very catchy song. Yes. Um, the title references girls that she was attracted to, like when she was kind of like first exploring that, mm-hmm. um, such as, and this is her words, not mine, Sofia Coppola or Sofia Vargara. Um, oh, you mean the, the actress? The actress Sofia yeah. Vargara. Yeah, okay. I don't know who Sofia Coppola is. Maybe Francis Ford Coppola's daughter? I don't know. I don't know, but I recognize uh, Vargara. Is yeah, that her, yeah. Her she's a uh, Latino actress. Yeah, she's yeah. in the one show. Uh, Modern Family? Modern Family, yeah. yeah. Um, the song's about discovering and exploring her sexuality like kind of like on that early end when she's just trying to figure everything out you know yeah um and so she's nervous and she's pursuing this relationship because she wants to but she knows it'll be difficult and so she's kind of like trying to like work through it and convince the other person to to do it too yeah you know, like it'll be you know it's gonna be tough but it'll be worth it yeah um so maybe that's the first girl she's trying to pursue i, I don't know i don't know very catchable like very catchy very danceable yeah um, i really sure. like the song Sophia, we can do it if we tried. Going to feel I did a parody of this song myself. Did um, you? <laughs> towards towards my dog Stanley. He doesn't poop in the bed, um, but somebody's dog did poop in the bed, and so I was I was trying to tell him not to poop in the bed. So I was like, Stanley, please don't poop in the bed. Please don't poop in the bed. <laughs> and I was just like dancing around the room singing that with Stanley, and he was jumping on me. And it was a great time. <laughs> Stanley, please don't poop in the bed. And I'll tell you please what, he don't poop. He still hasn't pooped the bed, the so bed. win-win. So mm, funny. It's a good beer. Yeah, seems I like think, it's getting a little. That multi flavor is coming through a little bit more. Yeah, I think as as it has warmed up a little bit, I think it's maybe the flavor has been more present or like more. It's released a little bit more, which is pretty nice. Agreed. Let's move on to track number eight, shall we? This song is called White Flag. White Flag. So after Softly and Sophia, I think those are kind of two more upbeat. Uh, dancey sounding songs yeah um this one's back to that more chill vibe that you get throughout the record mm-hmm. um not to say this is like slow or anything it's just more chill yeah um this song has some nice space um uh, but it really doesn't hold my attention as, as much as some of the other songs do um she references loveless by my bloody valentine yeah. in some of the annotations hmm interesting um on this that's pretty cool um, so I think I'm pretty justified when I say that that, that My Bloody Valentine like, references. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can kind of see ever so slightly that shoegazy influence on yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, because she does have a lot of those stretches where you can kind of get a feel for it. It's not like as out there as My Bloody Valentine's. Yeah. Um, but you can kind of hear it. Uh, I think my early assessment was good. <laughs> Anyways, um, this song is trying to come to terms and and be at peace with an ex mm-hmm. not trying to get back together but just kind of raising the just white flag to, to process it yeah process with them just trying to yeah be i don't know if it's cordial or friendly or what they're trying to be but Parlay. raise the white flag not get back together though it's not the vibe i got parlay did she say parlay 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 
Oh, it's Parley. <laughs> I love that movie. The first one's so good. Wait, wait. Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah first one's so good. Yeah, it really is. And then, and then they just kind of... Every go, other movie happened. <laughs> they go. They kind of just go downhill. I'll tell you what. Um, the I, first one that Orlando Bloom's not in was, wasn't bad. Really? Yeah. It was... Interesting. I can't remember what it was called, uh, but it had mermaids in it. They no longer had to try to bring to a close Orlando Bloom's character. Yeah, because that part was just too much. Was Johnny Depp still in that one? Yeah, he's, he's, still, he's, he's in, in them all, them, right? And even the one after that, I didn't watch for several years after it came out. It was on Netflix, so I was like, why not? I watched it. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... Um, I really like the one with Davy Jones in it. Oh, yeah. Just because I think he is... He's they, a good they, actor. They do such a good job with with like his whole uh, face. It's just like the way his face looks. It looks awesome. And I like—I can't remember the name of that actor. He's the guy who runs the hotel in John Wick. Um, that that guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I can't At remember first, his I name. thought you meant the uh, the lobby guy. No, and I was like, no, no, not the lobby guy. And then I remembered who who actually ran the hotel, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the lobby guy is very different. <laughs> um, and I also really like, I think just the first one because of it's so um, good. What's the actor's name? The guy who plays. Um, Johnny Depp? <laughs> no, not Johnny Depp. Um, the the evil the evil guy. Oh, Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush. He yeah. does a great job in that yeah. one. They kind of goof him up a little bit in the later movies. Yeah, because um, I think he comes back in the third one, maybe or second. I don't well, he, remember. He's a, he's eventually like a, a an ally, right? Well, it's I think ally because of they have a common enemy or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Not really ally, but they're just begrudgingly working against a common enemy. I gotta go back and watch those movies, man. Yeah. Because they didn't want their boat to sink. Just like Clara <laughs> didn't on track number 10, which is called Sinking. Sinking! Um, so this is back to the... Uh, oh, I skipped a song. Um, so let's rewind a little bit, just like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean rewinded the Orlando Bloom stuff. Yeah. Um, track number nine is called Feel Something, um, because Pirates of the Caribbean is trying to make you feel things with all their movies. <laughs> um, this song is piano-driven. Trying to and feel your pockets and take your money. This song feels a little melodramatic to me. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I might be a little hypercritical, but at the very minimum, it's melancholic. I don't know. Yeah. You wanna feel something? Yeah. But I feel nothing. Yeah. Not uh, the. It's a not sad, the most, like dragging song. Yeah. Not the most inspired lyrics, it's but ballady. Yeah. Um, the songs like I think about, uh, and and she has backed this up with her annotations. Her annotations. Okay. So yeah. most of the things I'm saying right now. Unless I say specifically, I think, uh, on Genius, there are lots of quotations from her. She's talking about this either being right after a relationship is ended or when you're about to end it, knowing things are are about done. Yeah. Yeah. And that weird phase. That's still a really catchy song, though. Yeah. But it's It's very catchy. I think melodramatic. Yeah. All right. Moving on to track number 10, which is Sinking, which if I keep going out of order, I'm going to sink this podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You can't sink it. Sinking. It's not a ship. um, Away from the melancholy. Collie, uh, this song's back to the chill sound. Um, melancholic. Melancholic. Isn't colic melancholic. A, What is colic? It's a colic. It's like in your baby hair. cough. No, That's like a cowlick. Oh, I think there's a, a like colic. A, a baby. A baby's colicky. I think that's like coffee thought, or something. I, thought, I always thought colicky was just talking about the your hair. No, cowlick. Mm. I can ask Google. Yeah, you can ask Google. Ask Google while typing this, so I can keep talking about this song. I'm going to type it. Don't worry. I'm right, not going to so interrupt you. So, Sinking. Um, and again, this is from the annotations directly from her. This song is specifically 
about her juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, which has caused her a lot of pain and kept her from doing normal things. Um, so, like, rheumatoid arthritis is pretty bad. Um, and apparently she has juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Um, if you don't know that this song's about the arthritis, it might not make sense, but when you look at the lyrics and listen to it in that context, um, the things kind of come together. Otherwise, huh. you'd think she might be talking to, like, a person, but she's That's not. That's weird. Yeah. Did you find anything about colic versus cowlick? Colic. How can you tell if your baby has colic? See? It's a thing. It's a baby thing. Your Is it coughing? colicky baby may also clench their fist, bend their arms and legs toward their belly, have a bloated tummy, have a red flushed face, pass gas, while they cry. What? Apparently it's a... Apparently it's like a... a, a um, a stomach thing. I knew it was something with babies. I just weird. didn't know, like a colic. I just, baby. whenever someone said colic, I was, I was always just like, oh yeah, that like weird circle of hair. That's colic. Because <laughs> I always thought it was like a cow licked your head, and yeah, now you have this funny thing, cowlick. Cowlick. Yeah. Now I'm looking up cowlick. It's like a cow with its huge cow tongue I was like, ooh, there's a a tasty head, so I'm gonna lick it, <laughs> and he just licks a person's head, and then you got this swirl. A lock of hair that grows in a different direction from the rest and that resists being combed flat. Yeah, cowlick. A cowlick. Not a colic. <laughs> Very Can different. Can you get rid of a cowlick? No. How to get rid of a cowlick? Yes, it is possible. You can fix it so that it cooperates and blends with the rest of your hair. Okay, it's not actually getting rid of it, though. No, it's not. It's just cooperating. It's just making your, the rest of your hair cooperate with said cowlick. Shall we move on to the last song on this Claro album? We shall. This song is called I Wouldn't Ask You. The song is seven minutes long. Take care of me. Claro, let's chop that time down, girl. (laughs) Girl. Um, This song is about, uh, and specifically, this is from her, um, so I'm not guessing. Yeah, okay. Um, This song is about a time where she was hospitalized for very severe arthritis. Huh. Can you imagine having arthritis so bad you have to spend time in the hospital? Dude, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's gnarly. Um, she was, I don't think she was out yet, um, and so she had a boyfriend at the time. Oh. Um, and her boyfriend was taking care of her. So huh. she's she's being taken care of by him, and she's like, I wouldn't ask you to take care of me. Like, she's helpless. She doesn't want to be helpless, but she is, and he's yeah. she, she's showing gratitude. Um, and I think that's why she, she said she had the kids singing the, the chorus. I wouldn't ask yeah, you. I was about to say, that's the, the children part, are helpless. That's the part of like the song where I was like, because hmm, the kids are the ones this. who need the help the most. Yeah. That's, that's the message. I don't really care for the kids singing either. Yeah. That's just why she justified it. I, in general, do not enjoy when there are children singing in any type of song. I'll tell you what song I love when a kid sings. What? Sir, I want to buy these shoes from my mama, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Mama meets Jesus tonight. <laughs> Any song where a child sings is inherently creepy and weird. Yeah. Becca recently asked me In what, my I'm opinion. Gonna, what I'm going to play for the mother-daughter dance. Yeah. And I started singing that song because <laughs> I know it'll make my mom cry. <laughs> uh, I can't do that, though. It'll probably be Blink-182. I don't know. <laughs> it'll be Blink-182. <laughs> Anyways, back to I Claro. <laughs> this song is in two distinct parts. I Claro? No, back to Claro. Oh, you said back to I Claro, like I Carly. I Carly? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's young enough. She looks like I Carly. I don't know. Um, this song's in two very distinct parts. The first part yeah, it is. Um, is slower. 
Um, and the chorus is, the, I wouldn't ask you to take care of me. So it's no, almost in that like, triplet, triplet, da, 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 even though it's in a four, four meter. Um, the second yeah. half is, they, they definitely, when they say that line, I wouldn't ask you to take care of me, it's very different. Yeah. But also in the first part, it's much more stripped back, uh, light percussion, piano synths, whatever you want to have there. Mm-hmm. Um, the second half is much fuller. Uh, I think it's an electronic drum beat, all kind of things going around, very full sound. Um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, could be shortened. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you there. It definitely could be shorter. In summation, um, yeah. In, in summary, what do you think of this album um, as a whole? This album is very boring, <laughs> but in a good way. Okay, yeah, in a good way. Um, it's hard to say because boring has a very negative connotation, even though I'm not trying to. It does, yeah. Um, very chill, relaxed. Some are some, some versions like some parts are atmospheric. Uh, it's got yeah. this very laid-back aesthetic. Um, it's definitely what they're going for. It's not bad. Um, it took me yeah. many listens to get into. And in the end, I didn't dislike it as much as I did at first. Yeah. I don't really have a desire to come back to it, but I don't dislike it at all. Yeah. Whenever whenever I first um, listened to this album, I was just looking through Spotify's like, new indie releases. Mm-hmm. And that was on there, and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. So I just... I was just like going through the list and just, just clicking, clicking on all the albums. And you like this? And I, I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is kind of like, this is nice. I kind of like how chill it is, how it's kind of... Yeah. It ended up being one of your favorite albums of the year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's kind of like a bedroom... I think people describe it as like bedroom pop or something like that. that. Like it's just someone like sitting in their room, like chilling, just playing and yeah. it being very simple and kind of atmospheric and catchy and yeah. nice sounding. For sure. Yeah. It was just, I was more surprised by the fact that I liked it a lot. Yeah. I was like, oh, I like this. She had an EP come out before this, but I haven't listened to that yet. Same. And I think she has some new songs out right now, too. I have no idea. Neither do I. Um, Anyways, shall we look forward to next week? We shall, yeah. I believe we're going to be doing a one-off episode. Uh, I believe, too. I want to believe. Yeah. Um, (laughs) X-Files. But we're going to be reviewing the posthumous album Circles by the late Mac Miller. Yes, we will. I think we've had enough time. I'm going to have to go back and listen again, obviously. But yeah. I think we've had enough time to digest it. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I re- re-listened to it, I think, uh, two days ago. There you go. So you're getting a refresher. Yeah, I'll definitely listen to it more, though, before we put it back in my car. Episode. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll go over that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, maybe we'll have another Miller High Life. we got to switch it up. that episode. Miller Low Life. Miller Low Life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe just a Miller Light. Nah. Well, I do know that... Um, you know the TV show or the internet show Hot Ones? I do, Wing? yes. There are, there are YouTube channels called First We Feast. Yeah. And they also host a show called That's Odd, Let's Drink It. Okay. And it's Sam, I can't remember his last name, the, the founder, head brewer, whatever he is, from Dogfish Head. Oh, okay. So he makes oh, yeah. weird beers with people and lets them drink it. And yeah. Mac Miller was on an episode. Oh, really? Mac Miller was talking about how he likes like whiskey and bourbon and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so he made him a... I think it was a barrel-aged something or other. Yeah. Um, and he liked it. So maybe we'll have a barrel-aged beer. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll, we'll figure that out when the time comes. I know they did one. I think he did another episode with... I want to say that he did one with Rhett and Link. I'll have to look that I'm up. I'm pretty sure. I hope he did. He has a good one with Nardwar. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish uh, he was on Hot Ones, but alas. Yeah, oh well. But yeah, look forward to so that. So it goes. It so should it goes, be. So it goes. Yeah, so it goes. Should be a good one, though. Should be a good, yeah. good time. Final thoughts on the beer? It's tasty. 
I like it. it I like it as too. it warmed up. I think it tasted uh, a little bit better. Yeah, the flavors kind of uh, got a little bit more rounded, yeah. a little bit less uh, more cohesive. Yeah, more cohesive. That's what that's what it I was tightened for. up. It tightened up. The journey was shortened from consumption to taste. They brought the OJ back to the house and poured it in a glass, and now I'm drinking it. And it was pasteurized, <gasps> homogenized. It was pasteurized, homogenized. Not from concentrate. What is pasteurization? Um, is it where, where they like clean it? It's some form of getting rid of bacteria. Okay. Because I know like you I have th- to pasteurize milk. Yeah, I but there are some people I who are like, I'm not going to drink pasteurized milk. Oh, it's a good thing to do. I'm it's... only going to drink it from the teat. I think it's bad. Oh, I don't know if it's bad or not, but pasteurization from Louis Pasteur is supposed to... Louis Pasteur. Yeah. Uh, he, is he's that actually he's, someone? Yes. Oh, okay. he, he's the one who came up with pasteurization. I was like, what? Uh, it's supposed to get rid of bacteria, I believe, and bad things. So I'm sense. all for it. Let's stay safe. Coronavirus is upon us. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, hopefully. has nothing to do with Corona beer. Um, corona beer, I don't know if you saw, but they took a huge oh, yeah. hit. People aren't buying Corona because they're... Yeah, I know. They were like... I saw like some Twitter screenshot from them. They were like, for the last time, we our have- beer does not give you the virus. People are so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, now they're calling it COVID-19. I know. But coronavirus comes from China. Corona, corona comes corona from Mexico. Corona is a, probably produced in America. Probably, you're probably right. There are probably some that are produced in America. But it's Mexican-style lager. Yeah. It does exactly. not come from China. I, I just I just remember seeing that uh, tweet and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, are people like they had millions of dollars in loss? This do quarter. people really need to be told that? Unfortunately, yes. Wow. Um. Anyways, let's uh, finish this beers and sign off for the week, shall we? Let's do it. As we always say, in American brews and tunes. Down the hatch. Ah, what a delicious brew. I wouldn't ask you to take care of me. Nor would I. Because my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And this is American Brews and Tunes. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Shut up in your face. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity beep a